0: So does anyone have any questions this morning about your practice, about the instructions? Anne over
1: there. I had a kind of easeful yesterday. And that changed this morning. And um, I've just had a lot of aversion this morning. And just what came to me while I was sitting right here. So, So I think my question is, does this sound skillful? I think that's the question. So I was noticing I was just all over the place this morning in this sit. And I found myself um, bringing my inner child, essentially, sort of bringing my vulnerability into the breath. So in other words, I almost joined with her or joined with my vulnerability and sort of the breath became a rocking motion almost. You know, I didn't. Re- I wasn't really imaging that, but that's you know sort of the sense of okay. I don't have to abandon her. In this moment, I can just join with her. You know, and I. I think I usually do a pretty significant repression of that vulnerability. Like especially sitting, it be. I just have a hard time keeping the heart in it. So I think my question is, it felt right. Mm-hmm. It felt right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just wondering if I'm missing anything, you know, kind of, does that sound skillful? I so
0: trust what you're saying. I mean, you know, it's so easy to disconnect from vulnerability, and if you're finding the breath as a way to link and hold and be with, I think it's beautiful, and kudos, it's, that's lovely. And uh, just to add that... Um, Often we say, you know, if the breath is the um, anchor and if something comes up, let go of the breath and go to what's arising and be fully with that. But you can bring the breath to the places in your body or the moods that are there and have the breath continue to be a way to stay present but also to connect with what's there. So it can be a real support. Um, I often will use the breath... Uh, to breathe into where the vulnerability is and feel that I'm touching touching it receiving it, connecting with it and with the out-breath sense the space that holds the vulnerability and that's inside the vulnerability there are many ways but really the, what I love about your question is that each of us is going to be experimenting to find what brings us the most authentic quality of presence and freedom and so it doesn't matter what formulas or strategies we give. Experiment with them and, and find out what works and trust that. Yeah, thank you, Ann. Yeah. Uh,
2: s- sometimes you talk about what is your intention uh, or, or uh, aspiration in going into meditation. And I was wondering if you could go into that a little bit. Um, d- does your intention make a difference in how you meditate and... Uh, Are you talking about intention for that meditation or are you talking about some sort of broader kind of life goal, kind of intention?
0: Mm -hmm. The the purpose of intention is to contact what most matters to us because that then energizes presence. So what we find, often I'll ask myself the question at the beginning, say, well, what really matters? What's my intention? And I am so kind of scattered and not there that it would be manufactured. So I'll spend a little more time getting here. You have to have a certain amount of presence to be in touch with what matters. And then once you're in touch with what matters, it deepens presence. It's kind of a cycle that feeds itself. So the intention is really about what you care about, what quality of presence or experience right here in this sitting. All intentions ultimately have to do with presence. Our quality that it gets expressed through presence is, th- is that helpful yes, because like, yes, because your intention, when you connect with the sincerity of what matters, energizes your presence it, it engages your attention more fully to what 's happening, and that 's the purpose that we that if it, in, in the whole path, our aspiration, our intention engages us, it gives us the kind of um, collects us, gathers us, focuses us from being scattered so that we're actually more there for what we're doing. Yeah, thank you.
2: Um, I was wondering if you could speak to um, more discouraging moments in meditation when you're caught up in your grumpy self or you're looking for your inner child and you sometimes find them and just want to give them a thrashing or whatever it is and you're, you're I mean, I I heard the previous answers and, you know, intent and and all the rest, and those are lovely aspirations, and at times I can do that. And at other times I'm just sitting on the cushion and I'm thinking, this is going to be great when the time is up. (laughs) Um, And yet I'm still sitting. So I I just was wondering if you could talk to that a little bit.
0: Steve, I want to make sure I understand. So you're saying when you're feeling grumpy and when you're just wishing it was all... You're discouraged. You're wishing it was all over with.
2: Yeah, and in an aversive moment, what, whatever it is, maybe I'm caught in thought, or maybe I'm it, it could, any any number of the doubts and hindrances and storms, and the other ten doubts that we haven't spoken about, and you know all oh. the other things.
0: Um, okay, so yeah. when you're swamped with the stuff that, and aversion, then what are some of the skillful ways to work with that? Is it?
2: Yeah, or what do you do? <laughs> What do you do when you don't quite have those yogi moments? When you're just—is is, it—is it enough to just be on the cushion? I mean, do you—do all of you sitting up there always have these great meditative
0: moments? <laughs> <laughs> well, Jonathan um, does, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he got so tall. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a huge amount of the time. I mean, life is pleasant and unpleasant. And it's how we're relating to it. In a huge amount of time, it's not pleasant, and we're not relating to it happily. So that's just part of the weather. So in a deep way, the response is, it's absolutely way cool to just be on the cushion and let it all happen. You don't have to have some high sense of your aspiration. Your biggest aspiration might be, may I just hang in here right now? or may I, it, it, can, it, it gets more and more subtle. The aspiration may be, may in some way this serve. And I use that a lot when I'm feeling like there seems to be no good in it, <laughs> you know? they just like, I'm struggling, it doesn't seem like there's any clarity, any kindness. Some part of me saying, may this, it's like this too, this too, it's like you just keep saying this too, may this too serve in some way. Without even knowing what you wanted to serve. Does that make sense?
2: Hang in there, basically. I'm sorry? Hang in there, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. in a way. But here's another level, which is the more you can acknowledge the stuckness, the more freedom there is in that moment. So if you can say, you know, aversion and then big aversion and really not even wanting to be here, and just keep on some level naming it, what you're really saying is unpleasant. And there, this is getting to a more subtle, um, you know, part of the practice. But if you can just notice the fact that this is unpleasant, or notice it's pleasant, but if you can name those, in those moments you're not going to be as hooked. Your identity is not as hooked. The more you see of what's happening in the moment the less you're going to actually be entangled with it. So just the this too makes it very big, this too very unpleasant. And, you'll, and it almost, ha- you'll get some humor with it because you start getting, you're really try- making it big, this acknowledgement that it's just not pleasant. Try it out and see what happens. Yeah, thank you.
3: This is my first retreat, so um, while I've been meditating, never had this much meditation in a day before. So, oh, there we go, yeah. So um, yesterday was interesting, to say the least. And I found myself, I've, I've been encouraged at times through um, my mentors to um, be mindless after a day of a lot of mindfulness, um, especially with my job, it involves a lot of mindfulness and reconnecting in with people and so um, yesterday I kept I was noticing there was um, a desire to plug back in instead of unplugging and then I even hit a spot where I didn't want to do either I didn't want to unplug or plug back in and so I guess I was just wondering if you could speak a little bit to um, the times uh, the line with regard to when it's time to stop and go kind of mindless and when it's time to kind of um, be with that and and, and mm-hmm. not push
0: through but, mm-hmm. but stay mm-hmm. with it? Sure. It, it's a great question because in a way there's a misunderstanding about mindfulness which is it's this kind of intense, vigilant, notice this, notice this, notice this, and you can almost sense it like a lens. That there are times that that's incredibly valuable if you're investigating an emotion and you're really trying to sense where it lives in your body. And you know, but there are other times that you might want to widen the lens and just take in. It's more receptive and open. It may be what Kay meant by mindless, where you're not. There's not a tightness or there's not an aiming or there's not a control of the mindfulness. It's really just this open receptivity and the emphasis is just to relax relax and notice a relaxed attentiveness and I would definitely encourage you to kind of sense what the moment is calling forth in terms of the kind of lens but it it doesn't mean you have to go mindless like it's like if I said to you all stop being aware right now just for five seconds you know it's what happens. You do the opposite. Yeah. So just say, okay, no more. Just you sense that there might be a little bit of tightness, and you kind of get tired of trying to practice. Stop trying to practice and just be. Just be curious about what happens. Kind of open hands. Let the attention spread open, take in the world. How does that does that sit for you well? Yeah, yeah, I think, I think what you were
3: saying about, yeah, just opening the awareness um, so that there isn't as much of, like, focus and, and feeling like it's a training type yeah,
0: of thing. Yeah, it's not so narrow. There's, you can be very, very minute. You can kind of open and keep sensing the space right in the room and what's happening with all of us here. Or you can even open it beyond that and just sense space and openness and sounds and just let it kind of wash through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so um, just to remind you of where we are and we don't kind of orient everyone, in 15 minutes we'll be having the closing for those that are here for the weekend. So this is actually your last formal sitting where you're all in the same place. And um, those of you that are staying for the week, this is a a walking period and you continue as, as you go. The uh, closing is upstairs. La, you told you described where it was upstairs. Yeah. Right. So um, just to be aware that in some there's a kind of poignancy that um, this moment will not happen again in the stream of things it's flowing by, and just to maybe take a moment to appreciate all of us here together. You can even look around a little and just sense who's here because you're going to notice people leaving. Yeah. And perhaps those that are, are leaving might want to start moving, getting up and taking your things so it'll be more clear who's leaving the room and leaving the space. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you. Namaste and enjoy the day.